following Doctor Who, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the reason I watch Doctor Who is because it's a very good, uh, healthy dose of escapism. Um, every single episode, there's a sort of planetary emergency, and every single episode, the Doctor comes and saves us in the mere nick of time. And I remember the, I think it was a Christmas one, where the, the usual aliens with big teeth were positioned over the House of Parliament, just about to destroy the planet. And um, the Prime Minister, who was actually a woman, um, went on television and said, we, we don't know what to do, we're, we're, we're lost, um, can, can please, the doctor, if you're out there, the doctor, we need the doctor to save us. And I think that, that really speaks to a sort of very deep psychological need that we all have. And in fact, it, it, it remind, I was reminded of this because in, the, in one of the seminars this morning, uh, somebody said, well, we need, a, we need proper leadership, and someone shouted out, we need Winston Churchill. You know? So Winston Churchill is the doctor of the, of the Second World War. You know, we, did, we need a doctor now in this planetary emergency, and everyone's waiting to see who it is. And of course, there's various people out there who claim to be the doctor, and each of them have their own particular sonic screwdriver um, of, of whatever technical fixes that they happen to support. Um, if you're David King, for example, your sonic screwdriver is, is nuclear power, and other people have one with nuclear fusion, although that sonic screwdriver doesn't work yet. Um, that's their own thing. And um, I'm certainly not claiming to be Doctor Who, but I felt a bit like that because in the work I've been doing over the last couple of years, it's felt almost like I borrowed the TARDIS and travelled into the future because. I've been taking all of the scientific projections and some of the paleo planet um, work that's been in the scientific literature to sort of piece together a view of the future degree by degree between one and six degrees as the climate warms over the 21st century. And um, I felt a bit like, you know, going into Dante's Inferno, you know, going into each ring, each circle of hell. And you go to, actually, it's interesting, if you read Dante's Inferno, it's on the internet, um, if you go to the sixth circle of hell, um, he actually has flaming tombs um, and, and the people there warn about the future, which is a bit like sort of where we're going into. So the whole of the Earth is a flaming tomb. And to be honest, it gets absolutely, it's been a terrifying journey over the last couple of years. Uh, in one degree, we see the more or less the extinction of the tropical coral reefs. Um, by the time we get to four or five degrees, we've seen this, the breakdown of civilization. And at six degrees, we see the wipeout not just of, of most of the human species, but of the other species that share this planet with us. The news couldn't be any worse. And... Um, of course, there's no easy solution to this. This is obvious. If there was, then it would have been implemented by now, or would at least be halfway through doing so. Um, to go back to the television, did anyone see the David Attenborough program, which was on Thursday night, I think? He had at the end of that, and I think it was a, a very well-made documentary, um, this thing called the Climate Wedges, where you take the, uh, the, the, the curve going upwards until 2050, you divide it into seven wedges, and you end up stabilizing emissions and halfway through the century. And what they, they didn't say was the wedges, an enormous transformation of society. Uh, one wedge is 700 nuclear power stations. Another wedge is 7 million wind turbines. Another wedge is the doubling of the fuel efficiency of the world vehicle fleet. So that's, that's three wedges. And um, if, if you implement all seven of these wedges, you stabilize emissions. I.e., you would be no better than we are now. We'd be in exactly the same position halfway through the century if you do all of these things uh, as we are now. And um, what that says to me is that the elephant in the room as, as Caroline was saying, it's not nuclear power, it's not, not, none of these things, it's economic growth. That all of those wages are just there to try, and, to try and chase this runaway train of economic growth. And we cannot stabilize the climate unless we reject that economic paradigm. And, um, <laughs> and uh, the government missed its, its emissions targets, of course. Um, now, t that was buried in the, in the newspapers, it was buried by the government. To me, that was a bigger deal. Uh, that was a bigger political failure than any that's been seen since the, the Iraq war. That was a political failure of incredible magnitude, and they should be held to account for that. Speaking of the Iraq, of the Iraq war, of course, 
They, they found their weapons of mass destruction. Their weapons of mass destruction was oil. They're right there under the sands of Iraq. That's what they went in there for. When that stuff burns, it's going to carry on changing the climate. Um, now, a lot of people, I'm just going to finish now, a lot of people say that we have a political vacuum at the moment. We need leadership. I entirely agree with that. The problem is that the government is not only not giving us leadership, they're intent on making things worse. Um, they want to build a whole new uh, terminal, uh, a whole new terminal at Heathrow is hard to prove they've built. They want to build a new runway. They want to provide the motorway capacity to bring in all the traffic for that new runway. They want to build new runways at Stansted. They want to build new airports right away across the country. This is what Gordon Brown's essential policy is, if you look at the small print of his, of his budget report. So, what do we need to change the situation? We need a major mobilization right across the country. And um, we need to not just march past Downing Street, we need to sit down in front of bulldozers all over again. Uh, we've got to stop these airports being built. We've got to stop this machine rolling forward. There's a climate camp being set up in the north of England this summer. Um, I hope to see many of you there. I'll be there myself. And I really do feel that there's something in the air, that this mobilization, that things have been at a low air for several years now. I really do feel that this mobilization is finally beginning. So there is no Doctor Who out there. We've all got to be Doctor Who. And I hope to see you on the streets making it happen. Thank you very much.